So, please help me welcome Ali Abdullah, the CEO and founder of Claim It. That's what we call like super lame applause. You guys got to bring the heat. Come on, let me give me give me a big welcome out here. There you go. So tell people briefly what is this on? Are we good? I think so. All right. What? Here, you take this one. I'm I'm loud. What does Claim It do? Well, first, um, to acknowledge, uh, forget your name over there. Hello. Good afternoon or good evening, everyone. All right. And so, uh, um, so my name is Ali Abdullah, and I am co-founder and CEO at Claim It, uh, a social marketplace which enables people and brands to share free stuff, to create a buzz, drive traffic, and promote the things they love for free. So. Uh, we're launching on August 15th, and you know, users and brands will use a platform however they like, right? So, as uh, the same way you use Twitter and Instagram, you can use Claim It uh, to basically promote whatever you love, right? By giving away things for free in exchange for you to drive traffic, create a buzz, and build an ROI. So, how do they? What's the, you know? There's a digital and physical component here. How do they physically get the product to the end user? Yeah. So. Um, uh, so the earlier version of the app, which um, launched last year, there was a physical c component to what we will be built, and it was driven from the claimant truck or brick and mortars. Now the app has gone completely virtual. And so our partners, whether it's a brand or whether it's a user or someone like yourself, will handle the fulfillment. So there's a social component that allows you to be able to chat with locals or brands nearby or nationally. Um, or national brands will specify that here's a promo code. You can use this online in store or on our third-party apps. And so you can also redeem online, as I just mentioned as well. So, so that means that if, if I'm Foot Locker, I don't know if they're a client or not, so I don't mean to be sharing details, but if I am Foot Locker and they're a client and they want to give away some merchandise, they would drive traffic to the store. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And this is basically a, a lead gen model for them to actually then acquire customers. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, they'll use our platform. So um, you just simply download the app, right? And um, they'll use our self service tools to be able to, within seconds, sp uh, to snap a picture of whatever they want to offer on our platform or upload an image, add the offer details, uh, the description, and that offer goes live instantly. And so millions of people around the world can see it. It doesn't cost Foot Locker a thing. And they're able to obviously promote their brand for free, acquire new customers by just simply giving away something for free in a, in a, in a form of a marketing currency, which is a, a promotional code. And so what was the inspiration for this idea? <laughs> um, so, so I got uh, so what the light bulb went off back in 2008 when, when I was uh, uh, basically evicted from my home. And so I went around to my, my teachers, my mentors, and we, we spoke about this earlier, so it seems like... Uh, so, so uh, yeah, sort of a catch here, but um, I went around to my mentors, and at the time, you know, sort of living social, which was called Hungry Machine, or Munchie, or and Groupon was growing very fast, and so there was an opportunity for me to build something new. And I, I, I wrote a thesis back in school called The Power of Free, and the thesis back in MIT just, just really spoke about, you know, how free is really the driving factor and the most preferred way for brands to to acquire customer customers, right? And so I heard. Uh, you know, a number of the brands you mentioned, uh, sponsors, even people in the crowd discuss, um, you know, how, you know, tonight you can get something for free, which is a way to get people in stores. And so that that model has been written in stone. So I guess this is AD era. Right. And so uh, we wanted to create a platform where people can 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 essentially do that for free. Right. And it doesn't cut into their costs. They, they can gain new followers, new, new new customers, create a buzz, and, and, and et cetera. But you skipped the important part. There was there was a, a, a personal element this for you, right? Like, where were you getting free merchandise? Yeah. How were you selling it? And how did you think maybe there's a real business here? Yeah, I'm jumping all over that question. That's because, right. You know, That's my job like, is to keep you on track. Um, yeah, so you know, so during a period of time when I, I had nothing and basically I was couch surfing from my friend's home, uh, and also that was during the time I was expecting a birth to now my eight-year-old, who's turning eight on Monday, um, 
you know, we, we were, uh, well, I was um, previously working at the Department of Education as a web applications engineer. And, um, you know, uh, uh, the program was called the PSAL, the Public Schools Athletic League. And it's basically the NCAA of public schools in New York City. And so I was the only engineer there, and I worked with brands like Nike, Full Locker, right, um, Red Bull, and, and, and a number of other brands, and they would send us stuff. And so although I resigned from the position on January 31st, 2008, uh, the free stuff they would send me to my friend's home or wherever they, they would send it to. I would just send an email, and I would get the free stuff, and I would sell it. So that was a way to keep money in my pocket. And so that's when I knew, well, everyone loves free stuff. Um, and that thesis started just really coming back into play three years later, and um, and that's when I started building out the first iteration of Claim It, uh, which I completed on uh, January 1st, uh, 2009, uh, New Year's Day, and I shared it with you know uh, my teachers, who I call my mentors. I keep mentioning that, and then um, I kept it a secret. Got back on my feet. I ended up working for the Clinton Foundation. Um, then fast forward, I ended up working at Google as a senior software developer, and then. Uh, you know, I got together with my co-founders. We left our jobs because we have a couple of investors that said they wanted to, uh, to to invest some money. And so I did it all over again and just basically took the risk to build the product. So there was a point there that, you know, you had a, a, a stable job, yeah. right? <laughs> Things got a little uh, little underwater for a bit, right? Yep. And yep. then you, you took a job at the Clinton Foundation, yep. right? Yep. I think a lot of people, you know, entrepreneurship is about risk-taking. Yeah. I think a lot of people might have looked at that as, you know what? Clinton Foundation, respectable brand, probably yeah. grow a career yeah. here, maybe into something else. I know you took a job eventually also at Google. Yep. Additionally, a respectable, well, Clinton Foundation, I guess, arguably a respectable brand, but right. Google, certainly respectable yeah, brand, absolutely, right? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe there's no, maybe there's some political charge there, but regardless, you me. could make, you could have a career at either of those places. Yeah, absolutely. But you decided, I'm going to go all in, and, and you know, having having been couch surfing at one point because you got right. evicted from your home, you still said, I'm still going to give this entrepreneurship stuff a try. And so I'm curious, you know, what was the drive? What what motivated you to, to do that? And what uh, gave you the courage to take that kind of risk? Yeah, I think for me, it's like, you know, I always acknowledge my teachers, which are sort of my, you know, uh, the people who coach me each and every day, right? On my development of not only running a company, but, you know, uh, you know, being a good teammate, also a good team leader to, you know, our team, our staff. Um, but, you know, for me, it was always about, like, just building something new and building something that could potentially make myself and my investors a lot of money, including the staff, right? And so that was always really the driving point for me. When I learned programming, 16, my, my junior year in high school in, in Harlem, um, you know, the thing I, I teach you did a good job with explaining was we want to build the next fixed book, right? And so I went to school. I went to three schools, and the first school I went to was on August uh, 17th. It was two days before Google's IPO, which is August 19th of 2004. I think they went public for like 83 bucks or so. And I saw the amount of money that Sergey and all these guys were making. And I'm like, fuck, my teacher were right. And so um, I just I figured that, like, and then my mentors would say, hey, like, you know, Ali, you can get a job. You're, you're pretty smart. But um, if you want to achieve real wealth, you want to build something. And so that's what always motivated me, not the great, you know, not these great positions I had or these great jobs, or these relationships. It's more about maybe building something one day that can actually change the world. And we felt that what we're building um, could be that one day, not because we have like credible investors involved, but also like you see the really this opportunity that's in the plain sight. And, 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 and it just makes a lot of sense of what we're doing. How much does that drive you? Like what? What's, you know, what makes you feel good about being involved in Clayman? Sort of, so I think um, what I share with my daughter, I think sort of the, uh, the intersection between desire and need. And so the desire that everyone loves, 
something free. Everyone loves a reward. Everyone loves a gift or, 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 or an offer, or something that's compelling. And the need that yourself, myself, anyone in this audience who's a brand, who's a, uh, you know, who's a business owner, who's an entrepreneur, has a need to acquire, you know, who, who wants traffic, acquire new customers, uh, gain followers. And so that intersection between desire and need was something where it keeps me motivated every night. Um, and I think that when you look at our platform, it really serves a purpose where anyone can use it. Uh, you know, you have, you know, credible media companies, which is considering our platform the new form of content, right? Because everyone has something they want to offer. So you can simply snap a picture of something that's gently used, um, whether it's something, you know, you know, you know, whether it's something you have in your house, excess inventory, something new, a way to promote yourself. You can connect with people locally and nationally. It doesn't cost you a thing. So unfortunately, we, doesn't, we don't make any money right now, but we have a lot of traffic. <laughs> so I'm wondering about, on this thesis, I want to push back a little bit, because yeah. you know, when we sell even an $8 ticket here, the, the transactional value, or the mental commitment associated with the transactional value is very, very high. Yeah. When we give away tickets to Propelify versus somebody buys even a, a $1 ticket, yep. the likelihood that they'll be there is significantly higher. So how do you work with, how do you convince brands that giving away product is the right move for them? Honestly, you know, that was one of the things. So we started with uh, four people, well, three people, my co-founders, and we had one part-time hire. And then now we have a team of, we don't, we don't know to this day. I still don't know. I think it's like 12. Uh, we laugh about this all the time, but it's like 10 to 12 people we have, but I know everyone's name. Um, but one thing that we've noticed is that, like, we don't, now that the platform is in the hands of the actual user or the brand, uh, we don't need to sell them, right? And so, like, you know, a uh, perfect example was we were in a car earlier with Wellsheet, and, uh, you know, Wellsheet is more of a SaaS platform. And I'm shouting you out on purpose, by the way, Craig. So, uh, you know, they're a SaaS platform, but they didn't know that there was an opportunity to work with Claimit, right? But their goal is perhaps if they pivot or roll out a new feature is to really get people excited about their service. They can offer the service on our platform for free and give it to the user for free so they can actually try it out. And it just made perfect sense. And okay, so, well, let's just talk about that use case, right? Because yeah. people now are familiar with both of these services. Yeah. What's the likelihood that they would find hospital administrators, who I'm assuming are their ta target buyers, through Claimant? Yeah, that's why I said feature. Right? That's I said feature. Okay, so even even so, even physicians, right? Yeah. So you're saying you're thinking that if he launches a new feature, yeah. he could tease it out to doctors just to get them excited about exactly, it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So same question. Like, how do you? I guess the broader question is, how do you target the demo that's on Claimant? So that you have a strong value prop to anybody, you know, any brand out there. So even from our experience with speaking at Propeller, you know, we we try to target millennials, right? And so the branding, everything, we spend, you know, we we like to say that the customer is at the core of every decision that we make, and so we spend a lot of time on focusing and zeroing in on uh, who our target customer is, and it's really that sweet spot of 13 to 29, and 95% of our user base are millennials, which is interesting, and so and then 70% of that makeup are women, um, and maybe it's the pink. Who knows? But um, they're more inclined to uh, be the first one to try something, especially when they hear free, because it's more attractive to them. Um, but that was for the earlier duration of our product, and so now it's it's it's, it's, it's completely different. But um, I think we try to go after specifically brands, right? Well, at least brands come out to us. Well, if we doing some inbound sales as well. I'm sorry, outbound sales. Um, we're reaching out to sort of you know brands that millennials are very interested in, and uh, we have. Uh, a really good team that does a good job of you know really looking at and identifying what those who those brands are via social media and also uh, you know David our community market manager is out speaking to customers um, to really learn about like what they're inter interested in what they're into and so uh, now we, we're we're going to be encouraging 
our brand partners to be able to offer things on our app that is attractive and compelling for our user. So you've built this company in an interesting way and you've surrounded yourself with some, with some interesting people. So yeah. we met um, like a year and a half-ish ago at Tech Day. Yeah. And I saw you walking around with a guy who was you know, like 85 feet tall and yeah. it turned out he was an NBA player. And I was curious about the story behind how you teamed up with Thad Young. Yeah. And so maybe you could tell people a little bit how that relationship started, how he's gotten involved in the business, who he is, by the way, yeah. um, and, and how that relationship has, has blossomed. Yeah, so when we met, um, it was at New York City Tech Day, which we happened to crush that day, too, which was, which was interesting. Um, but so uh, Thaddeus Young is a, um, uh, is a former uh, star player of the Brooklyn Nets. Now he currently plays for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we have a number of, like, celebrity investors involved with the company, from athletes to team owners to people you'll hear about soon, and um, um, some big-name, high-profile guys. But you know, I met Thaddeus because he, one of our investors and biggest investors is he uh, uh, has a fund. He's also the owner of the 76ers, and during that time, you know, I would hang around, uh, you know, uh, Blitzer, and, and you know, him and I would talk, and I was a big fan of Thaddeus Young and his game, and Thaddeus Young actually went to, he went to Georgia Tech. Um, his interest was taking up computer science. And so when him and I met, we hit it off. And this was five years ago. And the first thing he mentioned was, uh, you know, was Uber, which is crazy. And I never heard of Uber. Um, he told me about what Uber was, and you see where Uber is today. And so he made a, a big bet that he wanted to invest in Uber. I'm not. Uh, he didn't get the opportunity to invest, but uh, we stayed in touch. At the time, I was working at Google, and so we just stayed closely together. And I told him I was working on something that could potentially help him as a brand help him as an influencer, but also help him make some more money as well. Uh, and he, he jumped on board, and he's been extremely helpful with, like, appearing at New York City Tech Day. You know, it's not a paid appearance, obviously, by him, or at least by us or by anyone else. He comes there to help out. He's working the table. He's talking to customers. Um, and all of our sort of pro high-profile uh, investors do the same job as Thaddeus. And he brought us clients like Nike and others, so he's been extremely helpful. With somebody like him, like, have you guys ever disagreed? All the time. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest cases we talk about, uh, I think, um, and this is public, uh, was um, basically the terms. It is now. Yeah, well, uh, the terms of what he wanted to invest on, which was uh, completely absurd and uh, unprecedented. And so, like, that wasn't, I wasn't much a fan of sort of his uh, his, his investment team, which have now has become, like, some of my best friends, right? But um, that was one way. I mean, we, we we disagreed for a year, right, on that particular matter of getting him to invest. Um, but we disagreed also early on because, you know, the, the early iteration of claim it was a really hyper-local model that was more of a proof of concept, uh, as we like to say, more of a beta. And so this launch that's happening in the coming weeks is our national launch, our main launch, our really our first launch. And we have a shit ton of people that's going to be using the app moving forward, so it's exciting. So when we, I'm curious how, you know, somebody here is looking to work with an influencer or a celebrity, whether it's to market their stuff or to, or to, to try to attract capital. What's the, what do you think the best suggested way is of how to approach somebody like that? Yeah, go out there and make it happen. Like, you know, it's just no better way to say it. Like, you just have to, like, I kick down doors every day, right? So if you didn't want me to speak at this event, I would have made it happen somehow, right? And so um, it just got to find a way to make it happen. You, you know, there's no excuses. You have to be extremely passionate and dedicated to your product. Um, and like I think um, you mentioned this earlier, it really rubs off on people, right? And so... I'm a very honest guy, I work very hard, I smile a lot, but I also like to get shit done, right? And so that's kind of what we live by, I claim it, we like to say smile and get shit done. Um, and so like, 
really that's what that's our mission every day and we we spend a lot of time laughing around our office but also it may seem like to someone else that we're not getting much done but we are right and so you look at the progress we've made is all because that uh we like to well at least i like to think that we operate our team especially since it's growing now how the warriors or how the san antonio spurs play right everyone is able to shoot the ball everyone has the freedom and that's something i learned at google right the key word was autonomy um allowing everyone to be able to have the freedom to innovate, express themselves, to build, to create. And, and, and so that's kind of what we do. At so a couple of things. The first is on, so on a high level, you're talking about like persistence, right? Like just yeah. knocking down doors. Mm -hmm. But if somebody's thinking, man, I've got an idea that's a, it's a B2C play and there's some celebrity or athlete who I think could make a good fit, how do they get in the door? <sighs> got to find a way. This It's really no secret to success, right? If there was a secret to fundraising, I wouldn't be here. I probably would have sold the company by now. But um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think that what I think my secret is to I'm very self-motivated, right? And I see that uh, you know, when you talk about study statistics of like users behavior, like 73% of the you know one thing my daughter found which is interesting. We were at Applebee's and they were playing a game on sort of Applebee's and they said like, you know, uh, I don't know the questions along the lines of. What percentage would you say is afraid to go out there and, and try something new or build something? And it was like 73% of the actual country. And so that's a big market that's afraid. And so that 23, 27%, I'm sorry, is, is me, where I'm, I'm the guy that's out there just trying to find a way to speak to this, this customer, this investor, uh, this brand, um, speak to the user. And, you know, we, we had an event last week where... Um, I'm never into myself. I'm always the one when to make sure that I can go out there and speak to the customer as well and tell them uh, and excited about what we're doing. Um, now, even when we had the truck, right? Well, we still do. we have the truck. It's in L.A. But um, in the claimant truck, I was always in the window because I love really seeing the response of people, getting their feedback. And although they were getting free things often, um, but what were their thoughts of, of, of the actual product? And, and, and we got a lot of feedback, and that's how we were able to pivot to build out this new version of the app. So in other ways that you've looked to raise capital, one, you, you became part of the Newark Venture Partners Accelerator. Yeah. Well, how was that? Was that a, first of all, would you recommend that program to people? Absolutely. So we talk about this every, every day almost. Um, the way we're able to speak about our product now, um, especially since we made a pivot very, it was a really, it was a fast pivot, right? And because we had growth, we had traction, but the model really didn't scale. And so uh, we had a lead investor on the table, and then we also had a lead investor from um, Newark Venture Partners, and we thought it was just a perfect fit from the, their, their, their expertise of, of the partners of the company. And they really spent the last three months with us to help shape uh, really the, the business in a way where I can casually just explain it to you and not really be arrogant in a way to say, hey, just try it out and you'll get it. So we're very comfortable now with presenting, speaking to the press and the media about what we're up to, what we're doing, and everyone seems to get it. And so, uh, um, you, know, uh, you know, it's just, it's just they, they were being extremely helpful. Did you look at other accelerators before you got involved with them? No, I've never been a part of an accelerator. Um, I actually did a pretty pretty bad job. I never really participated in any of the uh, the programs that were happening at the accelerator. I was always just into what, I was, what we had going on. But... Uh, um, there's a lot of people like that who are kind of heads down, just doing their thing, and then they, you know, when you put your head up, you realize there's a million meetups and accelerators. There's, there's not a classroom was right there. I just chose not to go. <laughs> or that. I was trying to throw your bone there, but, but, but my point is, like, do you think that's, you know, is it a valuable use of your time? Is it a good use of the resources? Oh, absolutely. And and also, like, if you're not in, if you're not in like YC or um, TechStars, yeah, you know, there's I think hundreds, maybe even a couple of thousand now. Yeah. 
accelerators if you include the corporate model. Is it worth going with the others, which is MVP, which I hugely respect, is one of? Well, there was a lot of touch points um, with MVP, right, which made um, us very comfortable with one, be on the record that a lot of our investors reach out to me personally and say, hey, you should you should probably go with these guys because like, you know, we you know we 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 have some history here. So that obviously was a good selling point. And we, you don't want to piss off investors, right? Um, secondly, I think that when you, when you look at um, what Brendan over at um, uh, uh, you know side side swap Cylon Swap was talking about earlier that the vertical marketplace industry is it's growing at rocket speed. And when you look at what we're doing and what he's doing, that P2P and being able to allow anyone to, whether it's a personal brand, to simply just in seconds sell or give. Uh, that's a huge opportunity for um, individuals, people, businesses, consumers. And so the partners had a lot of expertise in that particular field. And you see, you see what, essentially what it has done for us, right? And over the last 90 days, over the past 90 days, we've attracted more than 55,000 users to our app launch wait list. Um, you know, we got a ton of brands on board, and it's really because of those guys. But obviously, you know, we have to acknowledge ourselves first, right? But um, I spent a lot of time with those guys in the early morning and the evening. And I remember one of the partners would say, Ali, all these meetings, is it for you to get ahead of everyone else or... And that's exactly how he, I'm actually impersonating him. That's how he talks. But, uh, um, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just want to be ahead and be a ten, ten steps ahead. And so uh, he's like, all right, well, I'm impressed. And then we go to demo day, the first demo day we ever participated in. And we did, we did a good job. I had the team, had part of the team there to represent and, and, and sort of talk about what they've been up to. And so uh, I think what we do at the company, I try not to shine a light bulb on me. I try to also shine it on the team as well. And you were there to, to witness that. You guys did a great job. So you're on a sh you're you participated in a show that's that's now airing, right? <laughs> yeah. I, there's some legalities that we're not allowed to talk about, yeah. so I want to be sensitive to that. But yeah, you're on uh, you participate in Planet of the Apps, right? Yep. So this can you explain people the format of the show and and who the the judges are that are involved? It's the weirdest show ever. Um, like it's it's like fun. So we were we were all right. So I'll tell you the story. How much time do we have? Ten more minutes. All right. Cool. Um, so. Uh, and I want your feedback too on how I'm doing as well. Um, so we we won the uh, Innovators Lab Award at CES 2016, January 3rd. Um, so I'm good at remembering dates. And so uh, I'm curious why that is. Like you, there's a few dates even on the phone this afternoon that you really that stick out to you. Like, yeah. have you always been like that, or are these like emotional moments for you that like no matter what well, happens, you're a lot of them are emotional. Not the awards and the publicity. I really don't care about that because like unless it doesn't bring money or like. A lot of users, I really don't care. Like, give anything about that crap. But uh, at MIT, a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the beavers at MIT have something called reflective memories, and so that's kind of something I similarly have, like important days I can remember. Um, but we won the award, and so Eddie Eddie Q comes up and says, like, Hey, man, I think this is great. So I'm like, You want to buy the company? <laughs> so Eddie Q is like the number two guy at Apple, and he's like. He's like, what? I'm like, do you want to buy the company? He's like, I like his, I like his spirit. I'm like, I'm serious. I want to sell the company. So we stayed in touch. And then like maybe eight months later, um, someone reached out to me from Apple and like, hey, I want to schedule a call. So I'm like, all right, maybe a sale is going to happen. Um, so I'm pitching them on the phone the entire time about like what we're up to. And they're like, man, we don't want to hear about that. We want to talk about this, like this opportunity, this content you know, piece that we're building. And so um, when they told me it was like sort of a, a reality show that focuses on companies that we feel could be the next big thing, that's when I got excited. But all I heard was a reality show. I'm like, I'm not doing that at all. Um, and so then the word gets out and Apple released that they're, uh, they are um, 
they have like it's really their show and and so everyone got excited and so like they did like this nationwide casting and over 20,000 applicants were submitted it only in four cities and with the San Fran LA New York and I think Boston so more than 20,000 people submitted the applicants uh, applications um and um we get a phone call uh they want us to fly down and we flew down to Apple's office and we pitched our product and at the time we had to really show like you know, uh, you know, basically, sort of how our how our product is going to scale, and how it's much different from the earlier beta iteration of our application. And when we did that, they were pretty convinced. And so then they tell us in that moment, like, "Oh, great, you're gonna, you're on board." We still had to go through the process, and we went through the process, and we were selected. It was like a it was like a, a huge deal because, like, you know, someone from Apple reaches out to you, and so. You know how many companies ultimately were selected? Um, yeah, so uh, they're on episode five now. Our episode airs the same day we're going live, and you're probably wondering why. It's because you know, that's what Apple asked us to do. Um, so August 15th, you guys want to write that down? Wait. Um, August 15th is where, where, when... For, where can people watch it? Um, you can watch it on Apple Music. Um, yeah, so we'll be offering free subscriptions on our platform. Um, they're currently offering free subscriptions right now for first-time Apple users. Um, Apple Music uses, and so the show was cool. We, you know, we flew down to LA every week. Um, we participated, and so like this, this really, I would say it was like a venture capital accelerator, which is hosted by Lightspeed, and so that was really the the defining moment of like uh, how we made our pivot. Like I learned so much from the show, and uh, not just from the celebrity mentors, but also from uh, you know Lightspeed, you know, and the uh, the founders of like. Uh, uh, um, these big companies I can't mention that we're on a show. Well, let's share. So, so explain to people the format. You, you, you tell people how this works. Yeah, so it's like, so everyone thinks it's like Shark Tank. It's not like Shark Tank. I mean, obviously there's a small component to Shark Tank, but what was different from uh, Planet of the Apps and Shark Tank is that, you know, we spent, you know, two, three days a week over the course of four months with our advisors, the investors, and they really helped us for like four to five hours each time, each day, to really help us really, you know, think about scale, think about these problems, try to find holes in our product. And that's when it was sort of a defining moment for us. And so um, we had to pitch to these sort of the celebrity judges on the show, advisors, which is like- Tell people who they are. Uh, yeah, it's like Quinter Paltrow, Will I Am, Jessica Alba, and like Gary Vaynerchuk. And so, um, Forget Gary, I know Gary, but like the other guys, I was more interested in them. So you get to pitch them in an elevated pitch, and if they do not like your pitch, you get to go home. So you get to go home, or you have to go. Well, home? you have to go home. Sorry. Um, and so you, you're, you're like you're literally on the escalator. So you guys are watching the show, so you're on the escalator, which is the size of like a New York City subway escalator. So you have 60 seconds to do your pitch, which is like the craziest shit in the world. So you pitch, and you get to the bottom, and then. Um, the floor lights up and it lets you know who's interested. And so we, you know, I can't share who was interested. But um, then after that, you just go through like 12 weeks of like just development and, 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 and counseling and support. And that's what it was just like awesome. Plus, like taking a trip out there to LA every week was great as well. Um, so, yeah. So, when somebody's looking at these, I mean, whether it's an accelerator or something like this show, you know, I'm constantly battling the, the issue of distraction. Yeah. And making sure that I'm only saying yes to things that make sense to grow the business. Yeah. And sometimes those things are obvious, sometimes they're not. But how did you decide, like, all right, this is worth flying out there, like the grind on the team, the potential distraction? How did you decide this was worth doing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think for me, it was all about timing, right? And so we knew we were going national. We knew it would probably take us anywhere between six to eight months to go national. And so um, 
that was basically the only ask I had for those guys was like, hey, you know, like would this align with our national release? And like, knock on wood, it it it, it did, right? And so it was a lot of pains within that. But at the same time, um, they kept their word. You know, uh, we had to do the work, um, and so it, it felt right. Um, the only thing was just being on camera. Like there was often times where, like you know, um, since it's a it's, it's a it's a TV show, like having 15 cameras around you, um, you know, if you're not like if if you're pitching or talking to someone, you're not loud enough. Although you're like you're just so laser focused, they want you to speak louder. So those moments of like breaking your really your, or, you know, your focus or you know your flow. Um, other than you, that, are you saying to the point where you have to like redo a scene? Yeah, I, I, all the time. Yeah. It was like straight up TV. It was, how how much crazy. did you find that they tried to guide the storyline? No, no. So uh, that's one thing I will say. Uh, I'll be, I'm very on the record with anyone that knows about the show that it wasn't, you know, sort of like fake at all. It was like real. Like Apple wanted these companies to be like the next big thing. And so the companies they selected were, I think, anywhere between 15 to 20. Um, you know, they kept us, we don't, I mean, I only know like three or four companies on the show. So I don't know all the other companies that's been on the show. And I'm like, who are these guys? I've never seen these guys before. But, um, it's just been great. Like, you know, we're in touch with them. They're helping us really just grow our companies, and we have some big things playing with Apple down the line. So it's it's a great experience. And so now there's a, you know, we won't say who, but a, a second celebrity basically involved in your company. And I'm curious, like, these are you know, strong personalities that could be intimidating. How do you manage that? Um, yeah, I don't look at people for who they are, right? As far as, like, you know, uh, uh, you could be Michael Jordan. I would just ask you for some shoes. You didn't and then, know? Like, uh, I mean, I, I knew. I mean, I know these people are by, by their names, but, um, you know, we have celebrities come to our office or we meet with them, and I don't have no clue with some of the people some, oftentimes that they reference. Um, I'm just really into what I do um, and what I have going on in the company, to be honest. So, you know, spending time with the celebrities were great, but, you know, I'm, I'm there for the support. I'm there for the encouragement. Um, and with that said, you know, that was when they took me very seriously because I'm not there. There's some companies there, honestly, that, that were just there to like really promote themselves and really over into themselves. I was there to just say, hey, I want to build a billion dollar company. Um, so, What's the biggest mistake you guys have made in building Claimant so far? Uh, I would say really, um, I'm on a record with this with the team. I would say the first iteration of the app, like, you know, although we had got a lot of traction and a lot of sort of publicity around the first iteration of the app, I would have just saved that, right? Because like what we're building today, I mean, there's a lot of new features that are much different from what conceptually I thought about the product years ago and then how it evolved. Um, so I don't discredit the earlier iteration of the app. However, I will say that, you know, we could have just, you know, just paused and I could have just stayed at Google maybe another year or so and then like just eventually, uh, uh, you know, launched with what you guys will see in the next four weeks or so of this app. But um, there's other mistakes in between that as well. Um, you know, making the wrong decisions of hiring, all these different things that goes along with building a startup. Uh, you know, there was obviously, this is a lot of disappointing times. Like we had a lead investor like a year ago and I'm on my way to the actual championship game of the final four, April 2nd, 2016. Um, and so I'm on my way to the final four game and the VC says like, hey man, like, you know what? We're all into this, but we're gonna pass right now Although we, we did say we're going to lead the round, we're going to pass right now until we see sort of this, this new version of the app. So I'm looking forward to launching and throwing the app right in their face. <laughs> if your daughter said to you she could go work at Google, whatever, yeah. you know, some, some in, you know, company like that in the future, yeah. or she has this idea for an app. She has an idea for a, uh, an app which makes its own boxes that people can purchase. 
I'm not sure how this to. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. Oh, so I was going to say, what would you encourage her to do? But it sounds like you've already. So we moved her. from Manhattan to now we live in Newark, so close to the office. And so, well, as we were moving, she had an idea. So she know how to. Um, she's now at ID Tech at Columbia University. Um, Didn't you just say she was eight? Yeah, she's yeah. She started summer camp uh, this past Monday. So she's studying in Python and also uh, yeah. So. Um, so she wants to build an app idea where it can somehow like it can build boxes or ship boxes to people who need boxes to move. Definitely. So I'm going to support her for it. Tell her to look at ship, S-H-Y-P. <laughs> That's what I told her. I said, yeah. look at all the competition. I'm like... Uh, they build their own boxes on demand. I know. I told her to look. She's like, oh, this is cool. But she said kids are going to need it. I'm like, kids don't have any money. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I told her. She's hustling. But she's hustling. Yeah, she, you know, as long as she can get courage to, to really like express herself and as I mentioned in innovate and build something um, there's no failure that comes with that right like when you, you actually put something out there whether people use it whether they hate it that's not a failure right like it's just you, you, know, you have to embrace it you want you on to the next thing so let's see how it goes it's a step on, on the path yeah so I, you know you we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last 18 months or so and I think yeah. you can tell with this group with Propellify we try to be about how you can help people out yeah so the, the question that we always end with here is what can we do as a community to help you out what, what, what do you want people to do here Oh, so, all right, cool. I'm, that's a great question. Um, so, um, what we typically do, I, I'm not I'm much of a fan of doing these, like, public speaking things, but, however, um, oftentimes it comes with the territory because, like, it helps the company and helps you, obviously, understand, like, what we're up to. Promotion is a good thing. Yeah, but now I have a team, so, like, now they're doing a promotion, which is great. Like, they're speaking at conferences in, in, in San Francisco and St. Louis, so that's great. I get to stay behind the scenes, but... Um, what we typically like to do is, um, you know, we, we like to really allow you guys to, to, you know, to try out our application. And so everywhere we go, we typically have free stuff. And so Happy Socks sends socks for everyone in the audience. And so you simply just download the Claim It app, either for iPhone and Android. And we have Happy Socks for everyone. And so David is the guy to see. <laughs> so just to be clear so, here, yeah. people, if they download the app tonight, he'll give you a pair of socks. Yeah, we have socks for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, That's what but not great. really answering the question. That's more what you can do for us. So I appreciate the stuff. Well, no, yeah. the app, and we'll um, get it. But like, you're looking to hire people. You're trying to meet somebody. You, look, you need more likes on your Facebook page. Like, give me something these people yeah, can we, really we, do. We actually need more likes on our Facebook. We just launched that baby, so we like 55 okay. likes. Um, okay, maybe I don't. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I know on the software side, I can tell you that. Um, we always need, obviously, help on the software side, and so um, we are interested in hiring another uh, junior full-stack developer. Uh, um, you know, and so that might be a little far-fetched to have a junior full-stack developer, but it's more of a junior developer on the front end, iOS. Uh, you know, please come see me. Obviously, if you're an investor as well, um, although we have uh, just raised around, we always love to speak with investors and get you guys excited about what we have coming up. Um, Use the app. Yeah, I said that. Use the app, right? right? We want to be able to allow you to download the app, and you well, they can't use it now because it's like this is what we do. We argue all the time. This is like it's amazing. Um, but no, so. The smiling and getting shit done. She's got. Yeah. There's a Chinese expression called the smile tiger. I feel exactly. like she's yeah. like all about it. That's all we want. In a good, it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. We're like so not on track, man. That's crazy. No, we're good. This has been really interesting. I really appreciate you coming to spend the time with Absolutely. us. How about a big round of applause Thank for you. Ali Abdur? Hang out for, you hanging out for a little bit? Are you gonna hand out some socks? Yeah. We're, we just got a few houses.